Amen. Amen. Finally, I get to see your faces. It's hard to preach to a screen when you don't see responses. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go part two. I feel the Lord is not done yet. I, I got up this morning, really spoke, God spoke clearly. And uh, I'm excited what God's going to do. I'm going to talk about learning how to build your altars. I'm going to talk about learning how to build. Another theme is learning how to build your hiding place. The Bible talks about hiding place, but many people don't know what the hiding place is. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but I've seen young people, they are so fanatical about building their careers, building their resume, building their experience profile, but they never learn how to build an altar. That's what we're going to be talking about, an altar before the Lord. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, as we enter into this new phase, there's going to be a lot of warm-up. We forgot how, what it's like to come together to worship God. Amen. You know, not used to the idea of dressing up in the morning and get up for church because it's been one year. One year, one year, a lot of things change. You know, and, and, and I've realized that, okay, you know, I got to lift up my hands. I got to, you know, maybe in the beginning of the time when we're going to open up and, and, and we're going to do one-on-one praise and worship, amen. We're going to go through the basics because I feel like, you know, the children of Israel, some of them were born again. You know, some of them were born in a land of captivity. And then when they come back to uh, Israel, Jerusalem, and then they read the word of God and, 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 and everybody, the, the old-timers, were crying, you know, and the new ones were like, wow, this is what it's like to praise God. And, and I feel like, 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 like in this one year, we need to renew our whole perspective. And, and before we do that, I may call the church to go to a period of consecration, a separation, you know, that we have to prepare our hearts, you know. You know, thank God we are beginning to see the light. But, but ask yourself the question, during this pandemic, what have you seen about yourself? Some of us have made altars. Some of us has, has, has driven the images because we cannot worship God without coming to church and we struggle. And those are your idols that we have to deal with. Amen. We're going to be talking about that, you know, bringing uh, an altar before the Lord. You know, the beautiful thing about Abraham. You know what's Abraham's legacy? Everywhere he goes, the first thing he does, build an altar. So if there's no tabernacle of joy leading you, will you build an altar yourself? Wow. <laughs> I mean, let, let, let's read this invitation that God has given to us. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 25. Let's stand for the reading of God's word and then you may be seated. I know everybody wants to be seated, but don't get too comfortable. Amen. The seats are real comfortable. But I've determined... I'm going to give God something that will cost me. Amen. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 25 says this, Therefore, brethren, having bonus to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus and by a new living way which He consecrated for us through the veil that is His flesh and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us 
hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he whose promise is faithful and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some but exalting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. Amen. Why don't we just lift our hands? Let's pray. Father, Lord, even though there's no music, even though, God, there is, Lord, no one leading us, God. Lord, today we want to build an altar before you, Father, right now because you are enough, Father. Amen. You are the enough, Father. We just want to give you honour, God. Some of us are still finding our ways, God, to find that hiding place, Lord. Some of us, God. But, but Lord, we want to start First of all, by thanking you for the blood. Amen. Lord, I want to enter by thanking you, God, for all that you've done. Lord, maybe at some point in our life, we have not totally surrendered totally to you. We don't know what it means to present ourselves as living sacrifice, but, but, but that, that doesn't matter. We are on a quest. We, 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 we are finding our ways, God. The pattern that you have set before us, God. Lord, the tabernacle plan, Father, I pray, help us, Lord, in our own different manner, God, to enter in the way you desire, Father, because after all, you are God. God, and I belong to you. I'm your creature, God. Right now, you are the creator and I'm your creature, God. You are the potter and I'm the clay. So have your way. Do your will. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people say Amen. Okay, you may be seated. Hallelujah. You know, again, when you read the book of Exodus chapter 25 verse 40, beautiful chapter. It was, it's really talking about the pattern of approaching God's presence. Amen. There is a pattern that you need to approach God's presence. You know, when you notice this whole scripture, when you read Exodus, it was one nation. One man, the high priest, can enter one time, once a year, into the holies of holies. One place, the most holy place. And then one chance to do it right. If you think unclean thoughts, you die <laughs> in the presence. Okay? But now, you know, in fact, if you turn to John chapter 4, verse 24, God is spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit, in truth. Now, there is no limitation for us to come into His presence. Amen? You know, all people, I say, all people can come into His presence. Aren't you glad for that? Hallelujah! Hello? Amen. Now all people, you know, it was only one gender. Now male and female also can go into the presence. Jesus came to liberate woman. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, and all the time, and in any place, uh, um, many changes, you know, we got many, many chances. Okay, not changes, chances to do it right. Amen. You know, there are times where we don't enter in, our minds are flustered up, maybe someone did you wrong, and then, you know, you, you, maybe the first song you haven't entered in yet, then after that you got the second, and you got the third, and finally you got the fourth song, I feel something. Amen, I feel something. And there's that, that's so many chances for us to enter into His presence. Amen, aren't you glad for that? And, and here's the deal, when, when, when I start reading all these things, I said, well, Lord, you specifically say, you are a spirit. It begins, let's turn to John chapter 4, verse 24. It says this, God is spirit. And, and, and I find ourselves as the children of God, you know, sometimes it's hard to worship God because we forgot that He's spirit. We need something physical. That's, we need something that is an image. But you know what God says? 
he says, don't make any graven image about me. I'm good enough. Amen. It means that, 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 that even God ever do anything for us, you know, some people need music. Some, no, 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 no. Sometimes I say, Lord, you are the melody of my heart. Lord, you are the rhythm of my life. There needs no music, you know. I, I, I don't need to keep on singing to my wife, you know, every time. You know, and, and uh, my wife will say, shut up! <laughs> Irritating! <laughs> you know, and I, I feel sometimes like, that, like, like we, need, we need somebody to rah-rah us. If you forgot to rah-rah, you want something to rah-rah you, remember this verse. That we can now enter boldly before the throne of grace by the blood. Jesus died. Amen. Amen. And I can enter in boldly. You know, and, 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 and as I come in, I, I want to give him something that will cost me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Everybody has his own sacrifice when you come into his presence. Amen. Okay, we are not going to judge your sacrifice. Amen. Sometimes lifting up your hands is a sacrifice. Sometimes lifting up your voice is a sacrifice. Sometimes... Just being here in church is a sacrifice. So we are not going to judge people, but let me say this. Because it is easier, let us not take coming into the presence of God for granted. First of all, we have been invited into the presence, a place to live our whole life, loving presence, gentle presence, guiding presence, renewing presence of the Lord. And we have been invited into the glory place to be transformed continually in the presence. We have been invited into the voice of God, you know, uh, into the voice of God place to commune daily. And we have been invited into the throne room of the Almighty God to worship. You know, as I've been counseling certain people uh, lately, especially those in the pandemic era, and I realized that there is a deficiency in people's life. It's called vitamin P, vitamin presence. Because they begin to talk like the world. Amen. You know, and, and again, being with God puts things into eternal perspective. Amen. You know, uh, People get discouraged all the time and we're going to talk about some causes of discouragement and sometimes the cure for discouragement is to get into His presence. I say again, the cure for His discouragement is get into His presence. You know, there is this um, disorder, okay? Not in Singapore. Maybe there is in Singapore. It's called seasonal affective disorder. Okay, how many of you heard of this order called seasonal disfective I call it, sorry, seasonal affective disorder. How many of you have heard of this disorder? It normally happens during winter time where there's not enough sunlight. And people go into that depression. People go into that moodiness. <laughs> Amen. You know, could it be that during this pandemic, because of the disruption of community, <laughs> because of disillusionment, <laughs> because of, of de being deprived of enough sleep, because now many of us will spend time, oh, uh, Netflix is doing well because we are watching Netflix instead of getting into the presence, getting into His Word. And then the worst part of it, you watch so much Netflix that you become so tired coming to the presence of God. And you get deprived. 
because you cannot even cannot even pay attention to one hour of services. <laughs> Amen. You know, because we want everything to be quick, you know, and, 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 and therefore, you know, you start to talk in a different lingo. You, you, I can see symptoms of you being moody, symptoms of you not, not able to, 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 to get a touch from God. Amen. Disillusion. <laughs> Amen. Oh, what's my career look like? You know, da, 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 da. And then you, 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 fear will take over. Frustration will take over. Failure will come upon you. Amen. And, and we got to stop and say, I think, I think this is a time that we need to get into His presence. Because when people are discouraged, they have distorted perspective. Let me say that again. When people are discouraged, they are, have this this distorted perspective. And the answer is, we need Jesus. Everybody say, praise God. Amen. We need a Holy Ghost dose of His presence. And, and, and we need to, to consecrate, amen, uh, you know, our lives. You know, I, I hope you remember this whole idea of consecration. You know, this morning I got up, you know, I... I look at uh, uh, some articles and I send to my care group leaders. I, I, I couldn't help it because I think that, that we are living in a time that is so different. And I begin to, to, to share with them this whole idea. You know, you know, especially when it comes to this pandemic, there's not much sacrifice that is required. And, and you feel like you are backsliding. And then, let me tell you something. Some people like it. Because they are carnal, you know, and, 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 and I'm going to read this article to you, which is, really helps me. Say, backsliding feels so good because there is a temporal sense of relief when you stop fighting. It is normal and common for people to feel right, to feel peace, and to feel justified in their decision when they initially walk away from God because there is a eurofia associated with backsliding, and that is part of the deceptive and destructive work of the enemy. What feels like victory is actually a surrender to carnality. What feels like a breakthrough is actually bondage. What feels like freedom is actually forfeiting a spiritual authority. What feels like revelation is actually deception. Revelation and deception feel the same. They have the same spiritual sensation, but the motivation and the results are very different. One comes from a place of consecration and one comes from a place of compromise. The other, you know, again, a revelation leads to life and deception leads to death. True revelation causes you to seek God more. It increases consecration, commitment and sacrifice. Deception costs less commitment, consecration, and sacrifice. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, I thought, wow. Is, is it, you know, when you talk about, you know, uh, 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 you know we, 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 we want to push in. Amen. Especially as a time like this that we are living in. And, 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 and we want to, to, to just recognize, I need you, Lord. Even my flesh says, I don't need you. I need to get up in the morning, seek your face. I need to read the word. Amen. You know, I got to find the signal. <laughs> I got to find that signal. You know, I've, 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 that signal is kind of weak. So you got to trace. Amen. You got to first of all test what's going on in your mind. You, do you know that you're getting more carnal? Uh, how, how? When you complain, 
about God things, when you start talking like the world, you test yourself. They got this pet test. I think we should have a worldly test. Oh, very irritating. All tests very irritating. One. Test yourself, your mind. Test the spirit, what's influencing you. Next step, trace. I say, well, what do I mean by trace? Trace, who's influencing you? Netflix? Worldly music? Trace. Then, get vaccinated. <laughs> Read the word. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the mind of Christ. Amen. Everybody say praise God. I, I, you know what? Again, uh, the next few series that we're going to be talking, I, next week is my last series, okay? I love this series because it's really changed my, my, my framework of getting into the presence of God. You know, uh, the next series, I'm going to talk about warnings in the last days for disciples. Warnings in the last days for disciples. And it's coming. Folks, we may see the light at the end of the tunnel, but there's going to be another tunnel coming in. This is just warm up. I say again, this is just warm up. Don't look so surprised, Lee. The Bible says it's coming. Don't look surprised. So now is a time that you test yourself. Say, wow, I need to build an altar, man. <laughs> it's time to, to start <laughs> reflecting and say that, wow, this area I need to fortify. Amen. You know, uh, 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 last week I talked about, you know, there is two ways of getting fit. One is to be training yourself. Go weights to get yourself. And the other way is to go see a doctor to work on your defenses. You know what I realize about Christians? They have, may have a good offensive, but they have poor defensive. Amen. And we're going to talk about how to build your defensive. Okay? Everybody say praise God. That's why you can see somebody on fire for God. Yeah! Then after that, when the devil whack, bam! Oh! You know, you know where's my defense? You know, uh, 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 you know I, I'm, I'm from 2PDF, People Defense Force. <laughs> we have a defense in Singapore, you know that? You know, 2PDF uh, is Maju Camp. You know, not Maju Camp, uh, Clementi Camp. You know, uh, that's where I do my reservists, you know, where we, we have to protect our country. Defense, defense is important. You see, in spiritual warfare, you have the offensive, and there's only one part of the offensive. It's called the sword of the spirit. But other rest of the part is all defensive. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you something. The devil will wreck you. The devil is well and alive. Let me say that again. The devil is well and alive. So we got to be careful. And, and he's constantly trying to discourage us. So we need to learn how to deal with this discouragement. I'm going to read the entire chapter of Psalm 73. Amen. I love this scripture, Psalm 73. And I'm reading, okay, uh, Crystal, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. If you have it, you can show it. Because I thought it's really candid when he used it on the modern day language. Okay, Psalm chapter 73, verse 1, all the way to 28, okay? I'm going to do some Bible reading and see how we go from there. Psalm chapter 73, verse 1 says, Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. 
But as for me, everybody underline, but as for me, <laughs> you know, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. Why did he almost lose his footing? Footing. Well, then we turn on to verse 3. Okay, here's a very important reason. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. For they seem to live such painless life. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They are not plagued with problems like everyone else. They, were, they wear pride like a jewel necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff, they speak only evil, and in their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens and their words sprout uh, throughout the earth. And so, the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words. What does God know, they ask. Does the Most High ever even know what's happening? Look at these wicked people enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Are you telling me that, 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 that I'm consecrating my life? I'm living a life of purity. Am I doing this for nothing? After all, I see the wicked prospering. You know, after all, they are getting richer and richer, fitter and fitter. They are looking more beautiful and beautiful. <laughs> you know, and then it goes on in, 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 in verse, uh, you know, uh, uh, 14. I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I tried. So I tried. Everybody underlined. So I tried to understand why the wicked prosper. But what a difficult task it is. Then the answer is found in verse 17. I love this answer. Then I went into your sanctuary. <laughs> oh God, I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly, you put them on slippery path and you send them sliding over the cliff of to destruction. And in an instant, they are destroyed completely, swept away by terrors. When you arise, oh Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at the dreams in the morning. Then I realized that my heart was bitter and I was torn up inside. I was foolish, arrogant. I must have seemed to, uh, I, I must have seemed like a selfless animal to you, yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand, you guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom, whom have I in heaven but you? This is where we sing the song. <laughs> Amen. You know, I desire more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but my God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert Him will perish. For you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. 
Amen. So you ask me, what's the answer for somebody having a distorted perspective? Bring him to the house of the Lord. Amen. Everybody say, bring him into the presence of the King. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. You know, there is this uh, song that I'm not going to try to sing it, but it's like, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face And the things of the earth Will go strangely dim In the light of His glory and grace Let me tell you about the lady the name, Her name is Sister Helen <laughs> I'm going to call her Sister Helen You know, Her first name is Helen You know, She was struck with a disease That caused her to go blind and as a result, was abandoned by her husband. Yet in the midst of a situation, she turned to Jesus. And from this experience, she wrote 500 hymns. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That God can turn your, your desert into an oasis. <laughs> I say again, God can turn all bad things and turn it around to be songs of deliverance. Amen. There is a power of the presence of the Lord. I say again, there is power in the presence of the Lord. People who have been into the presence have told me many times, you know, that the pain will suddenly disappear. Amen. That they feel the closeness of His presence during times of, of, of weakness. Amen. Pain which seems to be overwhelmed, are, are covered by the realization how deeply loved they were. Amen. And, and rejection, abuse, and all those things that they feel lost all fade away as we re realize that we are tightly held in the arms of a God who loves us so passionately. You know, again, I want to share a story with you. I'll share with all those people that were online, but I thought it was a neat story. You know, a man decided to surprise the wife, you know, bought a bunch of flowers and then brought it to her and put her, his arms around her. You know what motivated me to buy these flowers for you? And there are four letters. <laughs> Amen. The wife was smiling, you know, beaming. It's L O V E. The husband said, uh, no, it's S-A-L-E. I think the wife will just strike you. And sometimes I feel that, are we coming here because we want to have a relationship with God or are we just being religious? I don't want to go hell, that's why I'm here. When God came down so that you can know Him, that He's made His presence available to us 24-7. You have the Word of God. Sometimes, you know, this is too familiar with us that we don't get the proper attitude and we come into His presence. You know, we, our minds are so far away. Our consecration is like nothing. You know, and, 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 and can I share with you that the first idol that the Israelites worshipped was actually Moses. 
because when Moses didn't come down, they start building a golden calf. Then it hit me and it dawned me. Could it be that the people of God start to make golden calves when, 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 when the man of God failed or, or, or the man of God didn't show up? You know, again, you know, I'm so afraid that people worship personality, people worship the ministry, rather they worship the invisible true God. Then when, when, when the parents who are mightily used by God suddenly disappear out of sin, I've heard cases of cases that the children backslid. Why? Because they worship a personality. And God says, I'm spirit. And all you have to do is to worship me in spirit and truth, and I'll show up. I'm your father. Don't call me your grandfather. I'm your father. I want intimacy. I want presence. Everybody say, praise God. You know, again, I, 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 these things are just bothering me a little bit as I, I, I begin to think about my own life. You know, uh, here, you, know, you know, here are some reasons why people get discouraged. And if you get discouraged, prolonged discouragement will cause distorted perception. Let me say that again. Discouraged people, you know, how you get discouraged when you see good things happen to bad people. You get, you, you see bad things happen to good people. <laughs> Discouraged when we see we as believers experience hardship, trouble, and loss without reason, miscarriage, infertility, loss of a child through accident or diseases shouldn't happen at all. It shouldn't happen to those people that are the people of the name. Discouraged when we see the innocent suffer, the righteous go without their needed miracle. Discouraged when we see the perversion of our day go unjudged and gain in momentum. We are discouraged when we see depressed economy, loss of jobs and, and, and failing business. Unemployment are on the rise and there are no prospect for all for a job. Discouraged when we see the death of a dream because of a crisis. Amen. If dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. When dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. Amen. It can be a broken dream. It can be you waiting before the Lord. You see people getting married off and you still... What's going on? And at moments like this, the psalmist says that that almost slipped his footing until, in verse 17, he went to the house of the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm more convinced. I hear people talk. I hear people responding. There's one deficiency, especially a disruption of our communities. You know, it is harder for me to worship God on my own then there is a group of people that comes together and celebrate. Celebrate, Jesus, celebrate. But now when I'm home, still in your PJs. <laughs> celebrate. And then you're wondering why you don't feel the presence of God because you are not bringing to Him the way to approach Him with honour, 
and you're wondering why I'm thinking this way. You are religious. You have not made this a priority. You know, it's not about what I'm doing. It's about the motive behind my heart. You know, like, like, you know, I can go out with my wife and my wife can ask me, why are you doing this? Oh, because you're my priority. I, I say that, she smiles. Oh, because I have to, I don't want to get scolding. Oh. And then, then, then you're wondering why my wife gets upset and you're wondering why you don't feel the presence so strong. Because you accuse God. And you're wondering why your prayers, and then, then you get upset, you are offended. When somebody is offended, the spirit is closed and would not allow any ministry of the Lord. You close your spirit up. You say, when, 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 when my wife or my, my children is upset with me, when I start to talk to them, go away, I don't want to hear you. Go. And, 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 and some of us are offended because when we see those things and, 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 and our spirits are not open to the ministry. And you say, I can't feel God. You're disillusioned. She's always there. And, and I've, I'm, I've, I've got to be very careful that I come into the presence with a closed spirit, with a wounded spirit, with, with a spirit that doesn't allow him to minister. God is a ministering spirit. Can everybody say? The Bible says he's a comforter. Amen. But, but he can only comfort you if you allow him to comfort you. But if you say, you're the one that, that, that put all these things in my life so that I cannot enjoy life. God can't touch you. There's going to be sacrifice. I'm going to say this. The work of Christianity is a narrow one. And, and the Bible tells us that in the last days, many will fall away because they were offended with God. God, if, if you're good, why this is happening to me? God, God, why this is happening? Why this is happening? And then you compare yourself and then you get, that, get, get, you know, and then with the lack of a, a, a community that will help us, you go into isolation and insulation and, and, and there is no other ministry that you can open yourself to because you are offended with God. And if you are offended with God, then who can minister to you? If you don't have a community, it doesn't make sense. And you try logically, time and time again, it's impossible. It is very difficult. The psalmist says, it's, I can't make sense. I can't. Until I go to the house of the Lord. Amen. I, I, amen. Everybody say, praise God. Let me talk to you about a distorted perspective here to, to this morning. Okay. I, I'm speaking to some of you today because, you know what, I, I don't know about you, but I've been suffering from a lot of lack of vitamin P. And I have to push myself. You know, this morning I got up and said, God, I know you're here, but I don't feel anything. But nevertheless, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. I got up in the morning and trying my very best to do my bit of sacrifice to build an altar. Amen. To build an altar before the Lord. Amen. Everybody say praise God. So, so let's talk about distorted perspective here for a moment because discouraged people will get a distorted perspective. So when you have a distorted perspective, it means that really you are discouraged. Another word for discouraged is dispirited. The spirit has left you. Amen. Amen. That you don't feel like optimism. You, you feel like God, you let me down. 
Because of all these things, you let me down. And, and some of us feel that God has let us down. But you know what I've realized? I'm going to talk about the hiding place. You know, a hiding place that many people don't know about is a secret place. You know, I, I'm going to give you a highlight about this. You know, every castle, every fortress has this hiding place. You know, what's this hiding place? This is hiding place was designed for kings and their children and, and, and all the royalty that when, when there's a war coming, they will all run to the hiding place. They know where the hiding place is. And they went and hide themselves in this hiding place and they wait. And then what would happen is if you are a child, the mom will sing songs of deliverance. You know, it's just like how you see the old show, you know, when, when the kids all go down and the mom will sing a song. Amen, a song, you know, like, uh, you are my hiding place. So that you can hear the battle that's going on. Guess who is doing the battle? God is doing our battle when we see nothing is going on. When we are praising, when we are in that hiding place, He is my defender. He is my warrior. So He wants you to rest in His presence. Don't worry about all these things that's going on, about people prospering. I've got you. I've got you. Trust me in my timing. I've got you. Because all you see is this life. I see eternity. I see destiny. If you just hang in there, you're going to see all these things unfolding before your eyes. And you will say, it is all worth it. It is all worth it. Uh, Paul said this. You know what Paul said? This this present suffering is nowhere compared with the glory that awaits us. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody say praise God. I don't know, I went ahead of my notes. But I say that, that you know what, sometimes, you know, as you grow older, I'm 51, coming to 51. You think about death, like, a lot. Hello? Amen. You think about it a lot. Like, when you're young, you're young, you, you are immortal. <laughs> you know, you think that you can try everything, you know, and stuff like that. But when you think about all these things that you do in life, really don't amount to much because, you know, you cannot bring these things to the other side. The only thing that you really can bring is your walk with God. So sometimes I close my eyes and I tell myself, what if I'm in a coffin now? Can I talk to you without fear and be assured that you are with me? Just close your eyes, you know, and, and that's where you enter into your hiding place. Amen. It's a discipline. It's a disposition that we need to develop. And we need to close our eyes and know that He's right there. That's our hiding place. He's doing our defending. He's doing our warring. Amen. He's doing our fighting. But we just need to rest and say, I trust. Do you know that in the hiding place, children play as if nothing is happening? So when they come up, they say, oh, what happened? <laughs> they don't even know that they are in war. Wow. Everybody say praise God. Okay, let's go to my notes. Okay, enough of going flowing. But let's, 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 let's talk about this thing called distorted perspective. Distorted perspective has a distorted attitude about life and everything in life. Okay, let me give you an example. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 14. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun and indeed all is vanity and grassing for the wind. Vanity of vanity, all is vanity. 
We have the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings and, and, and here we have vanity of vanities, a supreme ultimate vanity. That's bad perspective. It's just some people that say, I don't know, life is like that, horse. As such, so shall it be. I mean, it's not just life, it's life with God. You're not alone. You know, they live very defeatedly. Oh, life distorted like that. Oh, nothing can good out come out of this. You tell them something exciting, they say, Yeah, like that. Oh, I don't want to get too excited because I don't want to get too sad. You know, they live with a life, no passion, no initiative. Why? Because they don't, there's no hope. If you live with a life of hope, there is always purification. Amen. Then number two, distorted perspective creates distorted philosophy for living life. They say all is vanity. is to say nothing has meaning or significance ultimately. There is this religion. It's called nihilism. means nothingism. <laughs> Have you ever met somebody say, so how's life? I don't know. Oh, nothing. Here come and go. Nothingism. No passion, no emotion. No excitement. Amen. Then, 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 number three, distorted perspective, see wisdom and knowledge as creating more grief. I don't want to know better. I don't want to know. <laughs> you know, that's why they don't, they, 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 they are not constantly studying. You know, they, you know Ecclesiastes, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 18, for in much wisdom is much grief. And he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. You see, that's why I don't want to study. I don't want to read the Word of God. The more I read the Word of God, the more I, I, I get more uh, 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 discouraged. Amen. Okay, you see, you see, distorted perspective. That's why they don't want to read the Word. They don't want to go to church. Don't force me. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go to church. You know, I really don't want to go to church. Go there for what? People ask you to do things. You know, distorted. You know, and then, uh, you know, and then number four, distorted perspective sees more pleasures as the fix for deep depression. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 10. Whatever my eyes desire, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, for my heart rejoiced in all labour, and this was my reward for all my labour. That means, you know what, I don't care about tomorrow. Lah. Just have fun and be merry. Who knows, you're going to die. And then number five, distorted perspective sees more achievement as the key to satisfaction. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 11. Then I look all the works that my hands had done and all the labor which I had toiled. And indeed, all was vanity grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. You know, I hope you know that the book of Ecclesiastes is written for somebody that is Disillusion. <laughs> Amen. I mean, it's Solomon. He's the richest man of all the earth. You know, he's just disillusioned. He's chasing after all this crazy stuff and at the end of the day, he's still like, <laughs> nothingism. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, again, then we, we see, uh, you know, uh, six distorted perspective sees riches and wealth as the key to a living a great life. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10 to 11. He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. This is also vanity. What good increases? They increase who eat them. So what profit have the owners except to see them with their eyes? 
Amen. Okay? Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, so when you see yourself having distorted perspective, look at all these lists. Are the symptoms real? If so, then it's time for us to be the presence people. It's time for us to go to the house of the Lord. Let us go to the house of the Lord. Let us worship. Let us give Him praise today. Amen. Let's take a moment to give Him honour and tribute. Amen. Okay. So the presence person is in the hiding place all the time. Psalms chapter 73 verse 16 to 17. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until. Everybody underline the word until. I love this verse. Until. I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood the I am. Psalm chapter 17, verse 8. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. Psalms 31, verse 20. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence for the plots of men. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Amen. Again, Isaiah chapter 32, verse 2. A man will be as a hiding place from the wind and a cover from the tempest, as rivers of waters in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. Again, when we talk about hiding place, it's a place of safety. Everybody say safety. It's a place of security. Amen. You know, the old people in the past, if you read Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20, they say that they will run to the hiding place, a place of safety, amen. And hiding place is sometimes also, you know, it's, it's, it's a word picture of, of, of Christ, amen, uh, coming near to us, putting His arms around us, hugging us, amen. And, it's, and, 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 and the reason why it's called a hiding place is the enemies cannot know about its existence. Because if the enemy know about his existence, then it's no longer become a hiding place. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, and all of us learn, need to learn how to create a hiding place. A place called the altar. A place where sometimes your wife doesn't know about you and God talks there. Amen. <laughs> it's a place that, that is not visited by a lot of people, but just you and him. Amen. Okay, everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. You know, a hiding place is, is a, a shelter, you know, for many evils from the scorching heat of the sun. Amen. And then a hiding place is free from fear. And the hurries and the distractions of the mind fade away in that hiding place. Amen. It's, it's that place where, where you can feel the peace of God and you can feel Him ministering to you. Everybody say praise God. Amen. Isn't this a beautiful place to be? Then let me ask you this question. Do you have your hiding place? How's your hiding place? Hiding place is not your, 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 your what is that? Uh, HDB, what do you call that? The bomb shelter. This is my hiding place. <laughs> the problem is when you are not in your home, then there's no more. But there is a place in the deep secrets of your heart that in a, in a bad news, in a hospital, you can just close your eyes. Lord, you are my hiding place. You are here. Amen. And it takes faith to unlock it. 
Everybody say, praise God. Amen. And then again, the presence person, the person who knows how to enter the presence puts life troubles in perspective. You know, again, I, I can tell you that somebody has a good hiding place when they deal with trials. They may be good warriors. They can exercise. But when it comes to trials hitting home, it's a whole different story. We can fix people. But when it comes home to you, do you have a hiding place? Have you worked on your defense? Have you put budget into your defense? Have you taken time to create a sabbatical for yourself? You know, it's not selfish to have soul care. I call it soul care. That you take time, Lord, only you can restore me. Lord, you restore. You know what it's talking about? It's not talking about, yeah, though I walk in the valley, that is going out there. You know, he's talking about the hiding place where he make me lie down in green pastures. He restore my soul. Amen. That there is a hiding place that, that he will nurture you. Amen. That God is talking about. Amen. Again, you know, in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 and 4, it says this, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Behold, proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Amen. Everybody say praise God. This, this is an awesome place. The just shall live by faith. Another scripture that I want to quickly share is, you know, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 and 18. Therefore, do not lose heart. Do not be dispirited. Do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. That's why I'm so convinced I may look 51, but I'm still the same 25-year-old Timothy. <laughs> Amen. That one that found Jesus and passionate for Him. Because every day He renews me. Amen. Amen. Every day He renews me. I won't go old because I will refuse bitterness to get into my spirit. I won't allow resentment. I won't allow suspicion. I trust in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, there are some people, when I look at them, they talk, uh, they talk like a 50-year-old, grouchy person. Complain, complain, complain. I said, dude, you're so young, but you behave like a 50-year-old individual. Could it be that you have a distorted perspective? And because you have a distorted perspective, you are a discouraged person. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, again, you know, uh, for our like affliction, which is for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Yet we do not look at the things which are seen, but as the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I love this one. This is one of, part of my funeral message that I always preach. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know what Paul is saying? 
put suffering in one side of the scale and put glory. Glory will always outweigh suffering. I say again, glory will always outweigh suffering. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Come on, I, I hope you're getting this. Amen. We need to be eternally focused, not temporal. Amen. I refuse to let the temporal rob my peace. Because temporal is only controlled by circumstances or by situations. And if circumstances and situations can govern me, then I'll be like a yo-yo. Amen. If someone interrupt it, it will affect my peace. That's why the Bible talks about the peace which surpasses all understanding. Amen. So, let me tell you how I respond. You know, when I'm going through a hard time, my response to trouble is, I will call on the Lord. Amen. Come on. Everybody say, I will call on the Lord. Amen. Psalms chapter 32 verse 7, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble and you surround me with songs of deliverance. This is a picture of a young child running into the hiding place where all the uncles or maybe the mothers are and they sing songs of deliverance. Amen. You know what song is that? Great, great is the Lord God Almighty, is it? When the children of Israel came to the brink, you know, they may be singing. That song, say, or, or, or they will sing, you know what, uh, uh, sing, uh, when the Spirit of the Lord is within my heart, I will dance like David danced. And everybody's dancing. There's songs of deliverance. Amen. You need to play some good songs, you know, and then start to sing songs of deliverance. Amen. Okay. Then Psalm chapter 50, verse 15, Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Huh? <laughs> when I call upon him, he's, he won't say this, I got no time. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 so you cannot use the excuse, God, I don't want to call on you because I bother you. <laughs> he says, when you call me, huh, you glorify me. How many of you have made some phone call to the Lord lately? <laughs> Amen. Amen. When you call upon you, you are saying, God, I'm human. You are the great one that is able to help me. You are glorifying Him. Okay? Amen. I love this one. Psalms 107 verse 6. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble and He delivered them out of their distress. Okay. Here's another one. I like, okay. You got to... Teach yourself to react to trouble, okay? Respond to trouble. Next one. Number two, my response to trouble is I will run to God. Amen. You know, little children, maybe Carrie's can testify. When fall down, they will run to mommy one. Amen. When they, are ch they will run, mommy, mommy. Sometimes I, 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 I don't want you, I want mommy. <laughs> Amen. I want mommy because mommy is soft touch. Amen. Mommy will kiss that, that, that bum, you know. Uh, 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 you know, I want mommy, mommy. You know, and, and, and likewise, I think our attitude when we face trouble is not to search for Google. Got problem? Hey, Google, Dr. Google, search. God is there. Don't even need internet free of charge. You can come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and, and, and find grace in time of need. Amen. You got knowledge, but no spirit. 
No use. <laughs> Amen. Everybody say praise God. So we need to run to God. Psalm 59 verse 16. But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defense and my refuge in the day of my trouble. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10. The name of the Lord. And what's His name? Jesus. Come on. What's His name? It's a strong tower. The righteous run in it and are saved. Amen. Jesus. Boom. There's a strong tower there. Amen. Praise God. Number four. Sorry, number three. My response to trouble is I will trust God at all times. Psalms 91 verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Psalms 18 verse 2, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield, the horn of my salvation and my stronghold. Take a moment just to claim this, Lord, you are my stronghold. You are my horn of salvation. You are my shield. Amen. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I claim deliverance. I claim victory. Amen. Psalms 25 verse 2. Oh my God, I trust you. Let, not, let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. That's a song. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. You know the old timer songs? You know, I've been doing some video editing. You know, I'm taking all the old songs, you know, and, and, and putting all new graphics in. You know, I'm doing it because the words are so powerful because it's word. Amen. It is word. Then number four, my response to trouble is, I am not caught by surprise. Job chapter 5 verse 7, For affliction does not come from the dust, nor does, does trouble springs from the ground. Yet man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. Job 14 verse 1, Man who is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. Amen. Again, listen, this doesn't surprise God. God is already there. He says it is finished. He's the beginning and He's the end. He knows your problems before you even start, <laughs> you know, start doing it. He's got it covered. He's not surprised. You know, sometimes you say, God, sorry, uh, God knew it already. And you know, on the cross, He says what? It is finished. I still choose to die on the cross for them. Amen. Number five, my response to trouble is use it, Lord, for my good. Amen. Wow, this one is a hard one. <laughs> Lord, if you're not going to just make it easy on me, give me your grace and let me use it for your glory. Because God will never waste a trial. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 29. And we know all things work together for good. He did not say, and we guess all things. We know all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to His promise, from whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Nahum, chapter 1, verse 3. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. The Lord will not leave the guilty unpunished. His ways is with the whirlwind and the storm. The clouds are the dust on His feet. Number six, my response to trouble is, I will come through this. 
Amen. Come on, everybody say, I will come through this. Amen. That means, you know what? It's going to be okay. Night birdie. Is it her name? Night birdie. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And nowadays, I tell people, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Amen. You want me to sing the song? It's okay. No, you better sing. It's okay. Otherwise, I sing. <laughs> you know, I think you got to understand. It's going to be okay. Amen. Look at your neighbor on the left and the right. Say, it's going to be okay. Amen. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 8, the righteous is delivered from trouble and it comes to the wicked instead. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 13, the wicked is ensnared but the transgression of his lips, but the righteous will come through trouble. It's going to make me better. It's going to make me stronger. I prophesy to every problem that I'm going to go through. It's going to make me more creative. It's going to make me more stronger. It's going to make me more patient. It's going to make me more having this attitude of perseverance and perseverance produces what? Character. Character? Hope. Hope. Never disappoint. Romans chapter 5, verse 3, 5. Amen. You all want me to preach again? Uh, last year, I talked about tribulations produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, what? Hope, hope, never disappoints. Amen. Praise God. You see, when I see someone's mind, they can hear that but they have not applied. You know, every time when I go through this, okay, there's a playlist that I don't want to hear. It's called worldview. Self. You, you need to be able to test you know, who's talking. Remember I preach on, you got to preach to yourself. You know, I've, I've said this many times. Before I became a preacher, I preached to myself in prayer team. <laughs> you shouldn't think this way. <laughs> That's not God. Why would God do that to you? After all that He's done for you. Amen. And the psalmist says this, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. So why are you entertaining those thoughts? Don't waste your time. Those things are untrue. Throughout. So think whatever that is true. Amen. God has a plan for me. His thoughts towards me are not thoughts of evil, but of hope. Amen. Expected end. Amen. We know all things will work together. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Oh, whatever thing that is true, whatever thing that is noble, whatever thing that is praiseworthy, think about those thoughts. You know, uh, uh, I'm going to be doing a morning devotion called Mental Wellness. You start from the day. You start from the day getting up, thinking wholesome thoughts. And when you can start from the day, the whole day, you have healthy thoughts. But if you start from the day, I'm going to die. 90% of the day, you're going to go home, defeated, worn out. Amen. You know, someone asked me, how come you, your energy level never low down? One? I say, simple. Is your thought processes. Because negative thinking will give me net distorted perspective, right? Negative thinking will cause me to be discouraged. Discouragement is a lot of work like, to just encourage me. Like. So I choose every day. You know, happiness is a choice. Like. 
This is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. There is air. I'm still alive. Hallelujah. I mean, or you say, oh, I'm still alive. This pain, that pain. Oh, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm still alive. That means, you know what? There's still job for me to do and God's going to be glorified. Amen. I'm going to think a wholesome thought. Instead of seeing negative, I'm going to see, wow, instead of 0%, I think 3%. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a matter of discipline. It's called building your defensive structure. Don't let any poison get into your heart. Guard your heart. Amen. Those things, you know what? You need to disassociate. Listen very carefully now. You need to disassociate your past experience and link it to today. Cut it out. You need to disassociate. If your father has let you down, God will never let me down. Amen. God, you will never let... And you see it by declaring it loud and clear to yourself to hear. The faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So many times I read the scripture to myself. I read it out loud. I read it out till I memorize and I flow it into my prayer time. Amen. And you start praying the word. Praise God. You take up the sword of the Spirit and when there is an attack on your righteousness, you take up the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. Amen. You, 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 the righteousness that comes from Christ is His Word. Everybody say praise God. Amen. I, I hope you are getting this. I, I'm just teaching you some defensive man, maneuvers. <laughs> Amen, okay? Then, you know, again, you know, uh, my response to trouble is show me your secret place. Lord, this is an invitation to your secret place. Show me your secret place that I may go in it. Psalms chapter 91, verse 1 and 4. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, uh, fowler and from the perilous pestilence, he shall cover you with his feathers under his wings. You shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. You know, can you see that this is how you are creating your altars? Amen. <laughs> then again, a Presence person has a, has a righteous perspective of trouble. Here's their righteous perspective. Every trouble has a limited lifespan. Sometimes I like to sing this song. No, 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 no. God's not dead. He is alive. God's not dead. He is alive. Sometimes you've got to tell yourself, the world says you're alone. I'm not alone. God's with me and one with God equals majority. Amen. Then every trouble holds a positive possibility. Every trouble is an opportunity. Amen. Every, uh, every trouble has the power to change you for the better. You can be bitter or better. Amen. Every trouble has already been to someone else's door before. Don't exaggerate your trouble by saying that, oh, only me go through this, uh, only me. Come on, uh, everybody also go through trouble. Uh. Amen. Okay? Then every trouble has, has within its potential for a miracle. Amen. Everybody say praise God. 
What's the time now? Okay, I'm, uh, you know, next week we're going to talk about the special room, how to create your special room. We're going to talk about the secret place. We're going to teach you how to create secret place. Amen. I, I, every, I, I think all of us have our secret place, but we don't dwell there enough. We don't disconnect from ourselves. You know, it's a secret place. The Bible says it's a secret place. You must shut the door. You know, you need to shut the door. You need to stop all this cares of this life to get into your secret place. I'm going to show you the art of closing that door and let God minister to you personally. Sometimes there is a time to minister, but sometimes you just say, God, minister to me because I'm low and I need you. Amen. Okay, everybody say praise God. Okay, very practical. Let's work on our defensive. You know, it's like, you know, uh, 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 like an exercise regime. You know, my daughter told me this. You know, a lot of people work on, on their muscle that looks good. Then she was just telling me that, you know, in Pilates, you work on your core. And she tell me, you know, every pivot got muscle one there. Eh. I'm like, I cannot even move it. It's there. All the small, small muscle must move there. I said, huh, you really sure? Yeah, but I can't even move. That means you never even touch those muscles. That, 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 you know, then, you know, that, that is so inside there that, that, that I cannot even massage there. You know, she asked me to massage. I said, I cannot, I cannot, I'm working her. You know, because it's so deep inside, but the muscles are so needed for defensive. Amen. It's called core muscles. Core muscles help you in your posture, your position with God. Wow! You know, your framework with God. And we, 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 we want the good look muscles. You know, we don't teach Bible study. You know, all those things, you know, make us look good. But we don't develop the core muscles. Amen. When, when, when she just tell me, I can't even do it. Some of the things. My wife did it, you know. You know, and it's not easy, right? It's not easy because those are the muscles that we hardly touch and those muscles are so crucial for our posture so that no pain my goodness could it be that God is teaching us not only I want you to teach home Bible study let's develop the core ayo, 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 ayo. <laughs> I don't even know it's there <laughs> that's why that's why you know no butt because you know what no, no muscle there <laughs> you know uh, you got to work on it amen I said oh okay like that one now okay but not easy huh? core muscle not easy and it's painful amen and God's developing our core to take us the next rim Everybody say praise God so that your posture, all these struggles that you have will totally, automatically go away when you develop those core muscles. When you develop those core muscles, right, your neck straightens up, everything else will be straightened. And then all those pain that you used to have, right, it's gone. Hallelujah. Good word picture, isn't it? Shall we all stand to our feet and ask God to teach us to train our core muscles today? Amen. These are defensive uh, muscles that God's wanting us to exercise. Come on, can we just lift our hands, everyone? You know, thank God for this time. Why don't we stand to our feet? You know, I'm going to close. And Father, again, we recognize your presence here. Lord, we run to you. And Father, we are learning how to build our authors, God. Lord, our attitude towards the presence we are running in. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way, do your will, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you teach us how to develop this area of our life, Father. In the name of Jesus. Come on. If you want to learn how to develop, lift your hands right now. Father, those areas of our lives, God, needs new development, Lord, that when trials comes our way, God, I will run to you, God, I will recognize, God, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, Lord, that my posture towards receiving will be a different kind of posture. Father, I pray right now because, Lord, you are with us, God, I pray this hiding place that we are about to develop, Lord, that you will show us even this week, God, when we start to do a word search, when we start to talk about the hiding place, teach us how to shut that door teach us how to walk into that secret place where you are at lord that lord all of us will personally benefit because we will recognize god that lord that you are there recognize god that you are our strength you are our refuge you are our safety and our security that you lord in this secret place god there will be a place of 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 worship of songs god songs of deliverance god to this place god that 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 you begin to minister healing god lord restoration and and you will make me make me lie down in green pastures, God. You will lead me to still waters, God. And, and Lord, that, that Lord, again, God, that you will restore my soul. Amen. And then after you restore my soul, God, that you will lead me to paths of righteousness. Hallelujah. Father, again, restore us again, Father. Lord, again, I thank you, God, that things are getting better, but at the same time, Lord, teach us. Teach us, Lord. Teach us how we going to enter into this new season. Lord, with newness, God. Lord, the old has gone and now this is a new season. Spring is coming. Father, I lose right now. I, I lose the prophetic word that spring is coming, God. That, Lord, relationship will begin to blossom, God. That we will feel the nearness of your presence like we have never felt before, God. And we will recognize, God, Lord, that, that summer season was for a reason. And God, as we enter out, God, Lord, that we will get stronger, we will get closer, and Lord, that we will, God, have a better mind, God. Hallelujah, God. Uh, Lord, I ask all this in the name of Jesus, God, Lord, that we can enter in boldly. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, and all God's people say, Amen. Let's clap our hands one more time to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, so glad to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. You know, again, God bless you. I'll see you all online, you know, and uh, we're going to enter and talk a little bit more of that secret place. Amen. God bless every one of you. Amen. Praise God.